Welcome to Talk Purpose and Truth with Eden and Kim, shifting you into higher consciousness, the show that elevates, uplifts, and encourages listeners to grow, heal, awaken, and evolve. Eden and Kim include bold topics, special interviews with inspiring guests, intuitive readings, channeled messages from beyond, including celebrities, hot topics to expand your awareness, and time for questions from the audience. Tune in for unprecedented truth, authenticity, on-purpose discussions, and magical moments. Hello, everyone. We're on episode 20 now, and we are here with a very special guest, Justin Guarini. Hey, hey. <laughs> it's nice to be here. How are you doing? Thanks for being good. here. Yeah, good. Yeah, thanks for being here. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so he came from, he's now living in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, he didn't fly here just for us. What? Every pretty sweet. You could have said that, like, because I, I was about to say we've had a lot of people come. Like, we had someone drive in from Vegas, like, and it took them eight hours. I love that drive. I absolutely yeah? love that drive. When I lived here, I would always make that drive because yeah, I was doing four some hours, work there. But when it's eight or ten, you're kind of like, Ooh, it was a little much. Uh, yeah. The four-hour drive was great, yeah. and I just love because I love the desert. Oh, yeah. And that drive, I forget what road it is or, or highway or whatever, cuts oh, right blossom, through the desert. Pear blossom. Whatever it is, it's beautiful. Mm. And just some of the vistas are, are my favorite. It's like it's what I have on my desktop for my computer. Oh, that's oh, cool. Wow. Screensaver or whatever. Very neat. Yeah. So okay. sometimes we have people come out, but you had to say that he didn't just come out for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well... <laughs> But yeah, he's here with us. So I know. Thank you for that's coming. Great. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me, please. Yeah. So I'm going to introduce him formally. Oh, sweet. <laughs> I, I got a formal I have introduction? Some things to say yeah. about you. <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay. So um, Justin Guarini's robust performance career launched with the first season of American Idol in 2002. I watched it. And uh, I've told him this already, but I voted for him. Me thank too. You. <laughs> kept, I kept really me working. <laughs> well, it was working on. for a long time. Hey, uh, every night I voted for him, <laughs> or every yeah, every week. Um, okay, anyways, but I, you know, okay, I'm not going to go into that yet. Uh, <laughs> Tangent. <laughs> his stage and screen appearances see, uh, since then include Broadway productions of American Idiot, Romeo and Juliet, Wicked, and Women on the Verge of Nervous Breakdown. Justin has hosted shows like. An idol rap and idol tonight, along with live events for the TV Guide Network, the Oscars, the Emmys, and the Grammys. Wow. He continues re- to reprise his role as a lovable little sweet in commercials for Diet Dr. Pepper. Can you do it for a second? Little sweet! Oh my God! <laughs> yeah! And I did not, That's you know what's so funny? Job. I didn't even realize that was you. Yeah, it is. And I'm like, I, I realized it later, but I was like, oh my God. Yeah, I love <laughs> that. Awesome. If people don't, I, I get to, I, I like literally, I just grow out a beard and it takes me about a month or two, like forever. That's really, so cool. it, it takes like forever to grow out a beard. And I do it and it is so much, it's the greatest job I've ever had because I, I don't have to act. I literally just show up to the set, they put me in the wig and all the everything yeah, else funny. like that. And I just get to do what I do for my kids Aww. to entertain them That's and, cute. and my wife when she's mad at me. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay, so there's a little bit more, but that one, yeah. That's like iconic now. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Justin is a generous hum- humanitarian. He has advocated for music education funding on Capitol Hill by lobbying for the International Music Products Association. 
He has worked with education through Music Los Angeles, a nonprofit utilizing music education as a catalyst to improve academic achievement, motivation for school, and self-confidence in underserved communities. Justin has also partners, partnered with randomacts.org and gish.com to participate in global kindness campaigns. In 2019, Justin founded the Warrior Artist Alliance to help performers achieve success in a challenging industry. Mm-hmm. He shares his tips, tricks, breadth of experience, and warrior mindset with a community of performers through podcasts, blogs, and dynamic training programs. He is dedicated to his loving family. His wife, daughter, and sons make up his happy home. It's here that he draws his support and desire to live his best life. I gotta shorten that bio. How old are your kids? It's like a novella. Uh, my kids are six, eight, and fourteen. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Oh, I have almost. A, that's funny. Mine are um, thirteen and seven. So. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. So you got, got one got, in the teen years. Yeah, I do. Yeah, she's my stepdaughter, but I've known her since I was. She was two, rather. So yeah. uh, it's like she's mine, as far as I'm mm. concerned. Of and and the great thing is, is that you know we, uh, so many blended families are are challenged in terms of parents getting along and. Mm-hmm. Her father and stepmom, we all get on like a house on fire. So it's really, that's cool. It's great. It's nice, oh, especially it's for for my daughter. You yeah, know? yeah. That's so awesome. That's amazing. And you you have a podcast now about helping people with I do, auditioning. Yeah. And it's called Audition acting. Secrets. Yeah. yeah, and I mean Audition Secrets is just one of those. Uh, I picked the name because it's just like, okay, if somebody looks at this, they're going to know exactly what it is when they see it, right? Mm-hmm. And it's going to speak very specifically to the people that I want to talk to and the tribe that I, I'm in the process of creating. And so basically what I do is I just like talk to my, kind of like we're doing here, I talk mm-hmm. to my friends and, and the people that I find in the industry that I've worked with. Um, some are huge names, some are like the working actors who are huge names to people in, in my business. And yet we all have the same challenges when it comes to auditioning, when it comes to to just being an artist in this business and trying to maintain our sanity in uh, just in, in situations that are really in any other time period would be considered barbaric. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, well, maybe not in other time periods because there's a lot of stuff that's barbaric that happened in other time yeah. periods that we're like, I can't believe that. Happened. But like, it really truly like auditioning and doing what we do as performers. Um, very often can be barbaric and it, it's like you know you want to talk about energy work and things like that mm-hmm. it's like you're constantly under attack and so you know the warrior artist ethos is just that putting that armor on and going out into your day and fighting the good fight and maintaining your center and really owning your own story and bringing that to your work mm-hmm. Yeah. And what does that mean? How do we, you know, I find that people have trouble even knowing or owning their story. Like they, they have trouble knowing who they are. Yeah. And for so sure. what, how do you help them? Like what's a couple of tips? Interesting. On that? that is a really good question in terms of like owning your own story and the way I do it is through the actual work itself, mm-hmm. it, meaning the, the script or whatever it is that they're going for. And because I know from all the productions that I've been in, I learn something about myself. Mm. They teach me something about myself or they challenge. I mean, good art, as far as I'm concerned, challenges us to think and challenges us to uh, question our own beliefs. Uh, And sometimes we stand by them. Sometimes we are changed. Mm -hmm. But 
I think that's what good art does. So in terms of like script work, it's like if you're playing uh, the Barber Fleet Street uh, or, or, or some other iconic character. Um, let's see, who would you be? It's like, oh, for example, I played Fierro in Wicked, mm-hmm. right? And I'm not anything like him. He's just like extremely, he's like a prince, basically, mm. uh, of his country. And he has, money is no object. And he doesn't really care about uh, flunking out of school, whatever. He just goes from university to university mm-hmm. to university. And, and nothing matters. Like, literally nothing matters This part of the song that he sings to him. And so it's interesting because I look at that work and I look at what he says and while I don't I Justin don't feel the same exact way I can say okay well what in my life what experiences have I had and what is it that I can relate to in a sense of like and use the words and use his experiences and say okay look I might not know what it's like to be born a prince, mm-hmm. but I know what it's like to be in front of 30 million people mm-hmm. and have that, the, the people with the makeup and the everything and all that around mm-hmm. you. And so, and while that's, again, that's a ridiculous thing, most people aren't going to go through that. But like, again, if you are in a show and you're a murderer, you most likely, I pray that you've never had to murder anyone. <laughs> However, you know what shame is. You know what anger and rage are. And Mm -hmm. you can draw on your own experiences. And if you do it, and if you're conscious enough about it, you can begin to, if you don't already know, you can begin to discover your own story. Mm. And part of what we do in the acting process and the learning process is we just strip away a lot of those It's like drama therapy. Yeah, it is. It is. Mm -hmm. It really is. It's just you begin to strip away all of those things and you get to the essence and the heart of your life experiences Mm -hmm. if you're doing it, if you're really invested in it. Wow. That's fascinating. Wow. Yeah, Yeah, you can get so much more out of it than just performing. Right. Yeah, sure. You begin to discover who you are, but you do it through using the words and experiences of people that don't exist. Mm. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I saw your, your story on Instagram and you, you were talking about mm-hmm. how you said that in LA, you're back in LA and yeah. that you analyzed it was, I thought it was really interesting because we talk a lot about the need of people feel the need to be perfect and how there's no such thing and that it's okay to be messy. And you talked about how, when you used to live here, you would try to hold yourself up to some ideal and now you look at it so different. So can you talk about that? Yeah, for sure. Well, first of all, I was in my early 20s when I lived here. <laughs> and so, you know, now I'm, I'm going to be 41 in about a month or so. And so obviously life experience, married, children, they completely change your perspective uh, on life and, and partnering with someone and, um, and have, you know, either making the choice to grow and learn and expand, I mean, definitely changes. But when I was here, you know, I came into it, into the experience of American Idol and the experience of Hollywood growing up around the entertainment industry, but never being in it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my dad dated Gladys Knight, Mm -hmm. you know, and I would go to these huge masquerade balls and there would be Lou Rawls and Lena Horne and all of these people. A lot of the old school entertainers would certainly be there. And um, so much of that, and, and there's all kinds of stories I can tell about, you know, the the Jacksons and all kinds of things that where I was just, they were just people who I was around, right? And so I come into Hollywood knowing a little bit of something mm-hmm. about it, yet not being wise enough, not being um, 
mature enough, at, you know, at 22, um, to really understand that there was and is, and this was before the advent of social media, which has just sped up the process. Yeah. There is this unattainable standard that people try and live up to. And they see the squeaky clean life, the filtered life. And I don't necessarily think that there's anything wrong with that inherently, but at the same time, it, it, there is something wrong if you buy into it. Mm -hmm. And so or that sell out. or sell out yeah. for it. Or you hate know? yourself because right. you're not that. Exactly. Because we, and, and that's what I talk about the impossible standard. And that's what I was talking about in my Instagram stories. Mm -hmm. It's just like, we don't really define it. It's like, you know, DJ Khaled says, it's like, don't pay attention to they. There's always they think, they mm -hmm. feel. Who's they? they who's <laughs> they? And they is no one. Exactly. There is no, there is no one centralized group of people that determine what the, the well, what the trends are and what, what's, what's good, what's bad, what's not. And so we are obsessed with fame in this country. We are obsessed with all the, the, the trappings and attachments of wealth. And yet, you know, most of the wealthy, wealthy people that I know that I interacted with are, are not happy. Mm -hmm. And that is not it. And we think, um, and I have to fight this all the time still, even though I know better. Mm -hmm. It's like, we think that, you know, fame and fortune and all these other wealth and da -da -da, that, that that's going to make it us happy. Mm -hmm. It's, it's always this, Oh, I'll be happy when, when. or I'll be this when mm -hmm. I have that. When, and it's all these yeah. conditional, Con I was going to say right? conditions you put on yourself. Yeah. And yeah. all these conditions you put on yourself and it's just ridiculous. But I was 22. I was put into a situation where it's like, literally I was taken from standing still to being put on a moon rocket, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and you know, there's a, without the training, you know, and, and so fortunately there were good people taking care of us, but nothing can protect you from the energetic and the, just the onslaught of what that sort of instant fame will do to you. And so that impossible standard became something where I was trying to show. It's like I became a millionaire at 22, 23 years of age. Mm -hmm. And then a couple of years later, I was broke. Mm. And you're like, what? How did that happen? you didn't know what to do with it. How the, how the heck did that? You know, you know, I knew exactly what to do with it. Spend, Spend it. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, but spend it trying to prove that I was okay. I had lost American Idol, but I spent so much money trying to prove that I was okay that i was doing this i would uh, i would go here well you filmed a movie too yeah sure <laughs> and that was wonderful i lo i mean i love that experience i love that uh, movie. we love the movie too <laughs> yeah i love that experience because I, that's the world i came from i turned yeah. down what would have been my broadway debut for this show nobody had ever heard of called american idol mm -hmm. okay. and the reason why i did that was because i was walking down the aisle at the pasadena civic center where we did hollywood week and where it was taped for many years after and i was walking down the aisle and all of a sudden i just burst out crying and especially then I, i'm just not someone who does that often i do it so much more now since i'm married and have children and like <laughs> I, you know like children just crack you up and like uh -huh. that and but at the time, I was like 22 and um, not nearly in touch with my emotional life as I am now or as I will be in the future, too. And I started crying because I looked at the stage and I said to myself in my head, I was like, that was where Michael Jackson first did the moonwalk mm. at the Motown 50th. That's where so wow. many of the people that I idolized that, wow. that got me into this business 
have done their thing and now I am doing that there and it was going well and it just felt right and I, I called up the the uh, casting director and I was just like thank you so very much for offering me this job it was with the Lion King and it wasn't all that long after it had started wow. and so it was with the Lion King and I just said I turned out and I'd been going for this for for years I've been auditioning for Lion King and for Broadway and all this other stuff and that was the track I was on and I literally had this fork in the road moment and oh. so I um, I turned it down in order to do the American show Idol. nobody had heard of. Yeah. I heard Adam Lambert, same thing. He, he turned down a Broadway, he quit a Broadway show to do American Idol. I think Idol. he was wow. in, he might have been in Wicked. I think yeah. it was he Wicked. Was, he was yeah. a Fiero for sure, yeah, for a long time. I see you guys both are the Broadway Yeah, yeah it worked guys. out. Worked yeah. out though. That's well, cool. Yeah. And he didn't win either. No. Yeah, see? Lead singer of Queen? I mean, come on. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. So, but then These you are... get to do Broadway. Broadway, I feel, is so... I don't know. It's just prolific, you know, like, and yeah. my 13 my year old's obsessed. That's what she wants to do is like movies and Broadway. And she Great. does a lot of that right now. But I just think that's like such an amazing experience to be able to. Well, it's I, I, I just hope that people realize that it is one of the most athletic things that you can do. I mean, we work. As somebody once said to me, geez, oh, oh, it must be nice to only work three hours a day. <laughs> and it's like, wait. If you had any idea what went into that three hours and how all the hours in the day before that and all the hours of the day after that affect that three hour window, mm-hmm. um, it's really, I, I think I heard, um, uh, um, was it Brad, um, who's the actor, plays Sherlock Holmes, Brad Cumber, Cumber something. Hmm. Help me out. Help me out. I can't. It's so cute. Benedict, not oh, Brad. Benedict, Benedict Cumberbatch. I, I grew up with the Brad Cumberbatch, so I always grew That's up that. Funny. So Benedict um, said, you know, it really is this like the, theater. It's like this proper work, you know, because in movies we just hurry up and wait. Uh-huh. TV shows, it's a lot of hurry up and wait. Well, and there's retakes. You can't right, retake. Right, yeah. And like, you know, once you go up, and unless the fire curtain comes down, like the show's going on, right? And so I love theater for the fact that it is that just you go out there and it's if you're open to it you can have a different show every single night mm. and the audience is a, is is the sort of the 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 last member of the cast and it really is this wonderful dynamic that I love to teach and talk about and coach on because it's this this thing where I can come in and even after six months of saying the same lines singing the same songs doing the same sort of blocking movement around the stage and all that you can keep it fresh if you are available and open to the moment and realize that just like you, everyone else, even though they're all saying the same things over and over again, they've had a, a unique day. Mm. And if they're open to what that means uh, to them, then you can have these really fresh dynamic shows and you can, as we say, keep the ball in the air and um, even just discover something new every night. Wow, you yeah. know, it's funny. I always found myself, even when I was young, we, my parents would take me to a lot of theater, a lot of shows, plays, and I... For, plays? <laughs> I like, that's something Oh, plays, special. yeah. Yeah. We went to a lot. Yeah. Um, but I would watch and feel sorry for the actors <laughs> for having to do the same thing every night. Oh. I don't know but where I got that it. from. And it can be a challenge. It is a challenge. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I love to be like, yes, well, we can just go to something new. I mean, <laughs> I mean, there's... there. But the truth really is that, the, that that's true, but... We it also can be like, oh God. and but I always remind myself whenever I have that moment where it's like, you know, I have the fake cigarette in my hand. I'm like, oh, I got to do another one um, that there is someone out there who was like me, who was seeing the show for the first time. And if I went out and I gave anything less than my best, I might be robbing them of the opportunity to say, 
oh my God, I love this and this is what I want to do. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's so cool. You know, I, I had You're that example. experience in pop music and I had that experience in musical theater and, and it really is thanks to people going out and leaving it all on the stage mm. for the performance that I saw anyway. Wow. Well, and then that makes me think of one of the questions we want to ask you about mental health, yeah. kind of switching gears a little bit, but it, you will, inf- you are an influencer. And so we want to have you share what you do to cope with your, when you're down, depression, sad, sadness. Yeah. I mean, that really comes around to gratitude. Uh, I'm lucky. I have four amazing people in my life that really, at the end of the day, if, if the world just went to hell in a handbasket and all burned down, as long as I had my wife, my daughter, my two sons, um, they are my anchor to everything that is real and relevant mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in my life. Everything else, you know, it's, it's stuff, really. You know, I don't want to say I don't care, but like, <laughs> it's just like, it's stuff. It's all just stuff and immaterial. And so when I am really feeling at my worst, I will go and I will just play with my kids mm-hmm. um, or I'll just hold my wife. And then if I don't have them, it, it's it's gratitude work. Um, um, I, I know that in a previous episode, you were talking a lot about breath work. Mm-hmm. You know, that's I, I, I love what like people like Wim Hof do where it's really just, he has this one breathing exercise where literally you are, um, I forget what the, uh, not hypoxia, maybe it is, no, that's too too little, but um, where you're actually like just so over oxygenating your system. I mean, I don't wanna say over oxygenating, but it's one of those things where you're breathing, you're breathing and you're breathing and you're breathing and you're breathing and he guides you through this meditation. He's like, look, if you're feeling a little dizzy, a little lightheaded, that's cool, go with it, go with it. If your body's tingling, go with it. If you're feeling all that stuff and it's like fire breathing and all that and go with it, go with it, go with it. And I had always not, I always Mm. stopped, right? It takes courage. And it is, it it does, it takes courage. And so I, I went on and then he's like, okay, now hold your breath. And it just felt like I held my breath for an hour. And so, you know, mental health is a huge challenge in our world in general. But then when you get into the performance space, most performers are wired differently in in the way that we can access our emotions, in the way that we can uh, um, access the whatever that is that helps us to portray people that are not ourselves and and then to be able to project that energy out and that goes back to what I was saying about that three hours you're like you know what happens within that three hours the work the not only the physical the mental the spiritual work that it takes to get an honest and vulnerable performance Mm -hmm. which you know again takes courage Mm -hmm. which takes all the energy and get that and put that across the footlights and make sure that it bounces off the back of the wall because we know whether we'd like to admit it or not, that what we are doing, if it's good art, has the ability to change and to reshape mm-hmm. and to refocus people's opinions. And so much of the work that's on this season and, and different seasons really challenges and goes against the grain of what people think, what people feel. And while we're making them laugh uh, or while we're making them cry, there are deep-seated questions that we are asking uh, them to ask themselves, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? And it's Helping what makes good. Get in touch with their yeah. emotions. And it's yeah. like, why? 
you know, it's like, why do we love the shows and why do we love the things that we love? You know, and because they, 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 they connect us with something that we feel maybe we can't connect to otherwise. Mm -hmm. They give us, yeah, they give us the escape from like the house bills and the car bills and the fights that we have with our significant others and everything. And it focuses us down to just a few key elements and like storytelling hasn't changed all that much. Mm -hmm. Look at the sitcoms of the past 20 years and you're, you're just seeing the same things recycled uh-huh. over and over and over yeah. and over, the same stories. Storytelling is, there's a reason why in the first act uh, you have to establish who, what the, who the character is and what they want. And then it's, uh, I forget what the screenwriter's uh, names are, it's the hero's two journeys. And it's like life is just normal and then boom, something happens to change their lives. And then they have to go on a quest and a journey. <laughs> and they come to a point where they either have to choose to go back or go forward. And then they go forward. And whether or not they achieve their goal doesn't matter. It's how they are changed in the process mm, of it. Yeah. Because at the beginning of a scene or at the beginning of a show or a movie, a character is one way. And at the end of a scene, they must be, in order to maintain our attention, in order to tell a good story, they must be changed. Mm-hmm. Yes. Or have made a choice. And you never that know different. what that's going to affect somebody, like what they're going to they're going to get out of it going, right. okay, I need to heal this relationship or I need to go take that dare or yeah. be bold or who knows what it'll do for those people. Yeah. And mental health, if we really want to, if we really want to um, talk about mental health itself, I think one of the key, key, key things to mental health now is to do the opposite of what I was always taught and the, the entertainers of my generation and before were always taught, we were taught to just distance ourselves from the audience, keep them at arm's length mm-hmm. and to make sure that we uh, maintain mystery and all that. And now look at the influencers. Now look at the people who hold the power. It's because they are so vulnerable. Mm, relatable. Relatable. Mm-hmm. And because they're willing to say, I am, I, I, I'm going to show you my ugly mm. and that's okay. But that's a great example for kids, you know, like I like sure. how you were saying Kelly Clarkson, but Kelly, yeah. Kelly Clarkson's like that, too. Absolutely. And you're she like that. Is and she is off guests. stage just the same it, as you see her. And everyone, yeah. no that's where everyone should strive to be. And yeah. and I, I feel, thank God, because I just see it, you know, I see it with kids, like how they're they're striving to be something unobtainable. And so if they see yeah. that over and over, they'll start going, OK, it's OK to just let go and just be yourself, you know, right. and be silly and messy and. You know, like it's, but it's hard work to get there because we get customed and and shaped to feel like we have to be perfect, you know? But you know, imperfection is the new perfection. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Right? Imperfectly perfect. Yeah, it really is. And it's just like, look at um, Busy Phillips, Mm, right? Look at Busy. That yeah. woman went on to Instagram and like snot cried and showed us the, the good, bad, and, the, and you know, I, 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 and I, I don't say this to, to denigrate her, but like she was on the show and then there was this sort of, as can happen in your career, this wasteland of not that much work or little things here and there. But it wasn't until she said, this is my life. This is my good. This is my bad. This is my ugly. This is everything in between where people mm-hmm. were like, yes. Uh-huh. And you yes. Love her more. Oh my God, please tell us more. And they gave her a show. Yeah, yeah, and now she has that Old Navy commercial. Yes, and now she's killing yeah. it. Did you see that? Yes. The, the commercial, yet. yeah. Well, it's, and it's, I love that. Yeah, and it just shows that she's different, and it's okay to be different. She's not perfect. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, That was that's great. So um, I'm going to ch- shift gears again. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> we had the privilege of sitting down together yesterday. Yes, we did. 
You guys did a reading. Did a yeah. reading. Yeah, we did a reading. It was really awesome. And it's cool that you did it in person because, like, even I, I do, we'll do work together, channeling, but I'll go do a reading with her, but we usually do it on the phone. So yeah. it's, I think it's probably a lot cooler in person to watch her do the writing. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It was, I've never seen anyone do automatic writing. Is that mm-hmm. what you would call it? Yes. Mm-hmm. Never seen that before. And it was really amazing how um, on point. Um, uh, it was and and I you know I come into it being like I'm open but I'm also like okay like, <laughs> yeah. like okay, really let's see. like really let's see we'll here. see and you just just pulled out names and events and things that were 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 dead on where I was like ugh okay fine <laughs> I'm a believer <laughs> alright exactly <laughs> yeah good good you were being a good sport I appreciate that no worries yeah, yeah. look uh, you let me just lay on the couch I was I great know. I know yeah. yeah that was fun it was a good time it was really like I said it was an honor to work oh, with you cheers thank you yeah cheers. and I just I'm Same so glad you. it you know you got you got something out of it so yeah did we um, uh, uh, w- um, what's her name What's her name? Who came through first? The big, big old psychic. Sylvia. Sylvia. Sylvia Brown. Sylvia Brown. I know. I came didn't to even, hang out. I didn't even realize she had passed away when she, she, she mentioned a celebrity came through and I'm like, oh. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. It was yeah. Sylvia Brown. I was like, what's up, yeah. Sylvia? Like, yeah. it was really, th- really interesting. Yeah. Well, you said you read one of her books once. So maybe. I did. Oh, yeah. Felt, yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. yeah. So she felt maybe connected. Mm-hmm. That happens But she had a good sometimes. message for you. So. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Wow. He he has some light that he needs to utilize inside yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I sense that. Like you have some intuitive abilities that you're not <laughs> allowing out. Like you got him a little shut I'm down. I'm trying to ignore them. Yeah. No, I, I you're yeah, supposed yeah, to incorporate yeah, it in your work. I know. I'm working on it. I'm I'm certainly working on it. And right. today, you know, Don't in terms be scared of, light, of them anymore. Yeah, I, I, maybe at some point they they got scary, and that's why. But you know, in terms of light, that. I, I polled my Instagram audience today and I was like, hey, so why, I'm just interested as to why you follow me, why do you watch, why do you, uh-huh. you watch my stories and all this stuff and so many comments came back about positivity and light. light. Mm. Wow, confirmation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that's he cool. said begrudgingly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sometimes well, it helps to see it or hear it from the outsiders. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, and also yeah. realize that like if you're if you're feeling guided to do intuitive work more with your work, it, that you can actually ask for you yourself not to receive dark. Like you don't mm. have to receive dark. You could say, I would like to close out anything dark and mm. I just wanted to receive healing, divine, helpful messages to help others mm. heal their lives or do better with what they're doing or know themselves more. Mm. But but I, I'm, I know I'm being like, telling you all the stuff without you asking but we are on a show <laughs> hey it's all right it's but your i podcast. see that i see that in you like yeah. i see you have intuitive gifts that you but you're like i they're behind they're like they're not out <laughs> although you know you're not letting them out yeah so how tell me how would one go about doing uh, the work it takes to get to let those out i'd be interested to i know. think you start okay. like if you know reading more books on it but also i think just starting to notice you don't have to start doing it with people right away you just start noticing every day like oh i'm sensing something am i correct or you know i'm following like oh i feel this energy or feeling or a message that i'm getting that i'm supposed to drive this way or take Mm. this opportunity or call this person or it Mm. might even be something as simple as i'm thinking of three names today let's see if they show up in the next few days and you Mm. start just noticing when you're right and when you're wrong Mm. and what happens it grows your intuition muscle Mm. and more and more you start trusting it and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger Mm. and then you start being comfortable with maybe saying something to your 
friend or your wife or, you know, like, oh, I'm sensing, you know, I got this message and I'm sensing that, you know, you're supposed to do this today. And I don't even know why I'm getting that. And daring to just, you know, when you'll start noticing when you're right, you know, and and at first you're not used to it. You're like, oh, God, this feels weird. And (laughs) that's why you do it mostly. You know, in the beginning, when I would do stuff like that, I would be like, oh, God, people are going to think I'm a witch. And I had to get over that. Like, you know, and now I've gotten to where I don't even care. My wife's the witch. Yeah. yeah. Well, we are yeah. too. Our husbands yeah. call us. They that. call us the witch too. <laughs> but not in a bad way. Yeah. No, we're Glenda the good witch. Uh-huh. Another point, I think, to your question, um, I think it helps to, when you start out. You're just, I just call it listening within. Mm. So there's there are words connected to that light. Mm-hmm. So you're you're dimming that though. You're not you're not hearing them. Mm-hmm. So it's just about learning how to tune in. And hear what your inner voice or your inner wisdom, your inner truth is telling you. Mm-hmm. So we kind of talked a little bit about that yesterday. We did, yeah. Yeah. So I think, I think it's, I think it's also there. being a, being open. You have to just decide you're open to it. Like, okay, I trust. I'm open. Um, I can, you know, let the angels in or let God talk to me or whatever. Yeah. Um, but you can say it with like, I would like it in a positive way, you know, but yeah. as long as you really are open, you don't have to be yet, but you, when you decide you are, then it'll mm-hmm. start coming in more. Yeah. yeah. But you don't have to use it for other people. That's, that's a choice. So yeah, you just it wouldn't for yourself. seem that way for me, just for yeah. myself. And I, re- I, yeah. I, I've done work and it really involves like the simple things of going to bed on time, getting up very early, make, making sure I have a meditation practice mm-hmm. and just doing that, just opening and cleansing and doing the work. But you don't want to be rigid about it either. Just what do you mean you. rigid? Like, because you're saying you have a like a time when you go to bed, you have to do oh, your meditation. Oh, it's not like I've got to do it. Then. Okay. No, no, no. But like, just, just there's no perfection. No, no, no. It's just like yeah. a, a routine more. Okay. Than like yeah. an actual yeah. regiment. Yeah. yeah. Like, has to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Because so. then you're too hard on yourself. Okay. So anyway, well, this has been awesome, fascinating, and I feel like I got like a secret door into Broadway and the entertainment industry, like how, <laughs> how an actor sees it and how sure. a performer sees it. Sure. So I appreciate that. And Thanks. Eden um, was blessed to do a reading with you in I person. I was blessed to have it. Thank um, you. Mm. That was exciting. I know her and her kids have watched your movie over and over. So uh, you know somebody like, reached out to Yay! me today and said, uh, my husband told me to tell you that I have from Justin and Kelly on Laserdisc. I was like, I gotta get that on Laserdisc, and am I that old? Hey, they still have Laserdiscs over at Amoeba in Hollywood. Of course, well, because Amoeba's amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, can you tell us, like, what? How do we find your podcast? Oh yeah, sure. So, it's all you have to do is go to yeah auditionsecrets.com. That's the best place that you can go find all the work that I do for performers. Um, And then, really, it's like auditionsecrets.com will tell you everywhere that you need to go. My podcast is also called Audition Secrets. Mm -hmm. The book is Audition secrets i mean that's some really hammering that brand home yeah and uh yeah so that and if you want to find out more about me personally you can just go to justinguarini.com or type in the guy with the hair from american idol <laughs> and, and it'll get you there because guarini can be hard to spell that's awesome yeah. well thank you so much yeah my pleasure yeah. thank you for having me thank Thanks. you all right yeah. okay thanks everybody bye, bye. For more information on Eden, go to EdenSuston.com. For more information on Kim, go to KimLifeCoach.com. Make sure to follow them on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Talk Purpose and Truth Podcast. 
If you loved this episode, you'll love every episode. So be sure to subscribe so you don't miss anything. Thank you for listening.